should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Autism Live. It looks like crazy house around here. I don't have doors shut. Uh, and I have very little voice this morning, you guys, and I'm emotional. I'm just raw and emotional. And I'm so happy to be here with you guys this morning and excited and proud to be in the tribe of people that I'm in. Can I just say that? And I'm just going to get weepy all over the place this morning. Why? Why are all these things the case? Why is my house a crazy house? Why do I almost have no voice? Why am I so proud to be a part of this community? Because yesterday we had our ninth, count them, ninth annual Sensitive Santa event uh, where Autism Live participates with the community to connect really good toys to really good families and have them have, have an opportunity to see Santa. And obviously this has changed so much in the last couple of years, but I'm so proud of what we did this year. So, so proud of what we did this year. It's been so hard on the families, has it not? Um, and uh, we, we, we partnered with amazing people over at the Ed Asner Center who did amazing work to make this happen. I just can't thank them enough. I want to say a particular thank you to Matt and Nava Asner slash Paskowitz um, and to their entire family. Boy, when their family shows up, their family shows up. So uh, Aviva, who is a brilliant artist who uh, did such beautiful work yesterday, and to all of uh, Nava and Matt's kids who, who participated. Wolfie was there and Eddie was there. Eddie was my balloon expert. My right-hand balloon man was absolutely fabulous. But Nava, Nava's got brothers. And, and for the first time, I got to work with Mo, who was amazing. We want to thank Steve, who's part of the staff there. And to Blanca, who's part of the staff there. I'm forgetting people. Milo, who was also there. And then we had beautiful James and sweet James. My James is this uh, sweet and beautiful James. And um, I'm trying to think who else was there. Jill Crater Hart and Spencer Hart were there. And uh, Chris Assad, who came and helped out too. And of course, Santa was there. And of course, my husband was there. And my kid was there as an elf. I'm forgetting somebody. And, I, and forgive me because there were so many people who did so many wonderful things. Also want to thank Dr. Doreen Grampichet for donating all of the gift wrapping, all the gift bags and all the gift wrapping. And then with her family doing all that. And a special thank you to Nikki, um, who is Dr. Grampichet's oldest daughter, who was there and saved my bacon so many times yesterday as Mrs. Claus, because it was, <laughs> there were times when I was like, ah. We had this, such a plan and the first car came in and it was mayhem, um, but it was so fun. And thank you to all the families who came and participated. Thank you, especially to Traven. In a second, we're going to show you what Traven was doing because uh, he was taking video of the whole thing. But we got to take a second to thank all of the people who donated toys, including Fun in Motion, who donated um, the Shishibus and to... Mud Puppy and Lux Blocks and a special thank you to Ann Williams for all the craft kits and to Play Monster and Destroyer and Rebbit 3D and, oh my goodness, uh, Salas Brands, who does the popover toys. I'm forgetting a million people. Uh, I'll think of them before we come back, but 
I want to show you a short video of what it looked like. And then I wanted to come back and talk to you about what it felt like, because it felt like something really special. So take a look. This is a video that Traven put together on the fly. He was awesome sauce yesterday. Uh, so this is our commemoration of the 2021 Autism Live and Ed Asner uh, Sensitive Santa. Take a look. I just love that Traven. Uh, such you can see some of it. Um, that that darn balloon arch was like going to be the death of me. <laughs> I've been talking about this balloon arch forever, trying to get 19 feet of balloons to stretch up into the air. It takes a village, you, you guys. It just takes a village. But uh, we got it. We got it. It was more balloons. Boy, Eddie and I blew up enough balloons on Saturday to float a boat. Um, but in any case, it was so wonderful. 
and there's so much that goes into it, you know, but there's nothing like being there for it because first of all, I, I said to everybody before we started, I said, you know, this, this is a lot of work, but it's so worthwhile. And uh, cause at some point, you know, I said, you know, not everybody's going to be as happy and thrilled as we are, but um, at some point somebody goes through the line that their emotion catches all of us up and we remember why we do this event. And both Nava and I had this moment yesterday where a family came through and they were given the toys and the tears of the mom just decimated Nava and I. And Nava was like, you know, I get it. And I, and we stood there and I said, I get it too. That the reason why we started this to begin with was because I remember what it was like when I was the mom who didn't have a toy for my kid. And and Nava was saying, you know, just knowing that somebody else was out there that was caring about you, we just really got caught up in the emotion of it. So the emotion of the parents is just, it, you know, it gets it gets us, you guys. It gets us right there. Um, but then to see the joy of the kids in the car getting to wave to Santa. And that's really all it was this year was you get a toy and you get to wave at Santa. And that, you know, I mean, that's not what we hope it will be in the future. And we were already talking about what we want it to be again in the future, but um, it was something, it was great. We loved that. And the, and it was enough for the kids. The kids were just delighted. It was, it, you know, it's something get, you get to wave to Santa and uh, the, you know, often people would pull up their cars and Santa was in his chair and he would have a whole conversation with the kiddos and waving truly was a sensitive Santa in that, you know, we didn't get all the pictures, you know, of sitting on Santa's lap, but you know, that wasn't necessary this year. It wasn't what was, what wasn't, it wasn't what was on the menu this year. And we made the very, very best of that, which was wonderful. And again, I just can't thank the people at the Ed Asner Family Center, all the volunteers and especially Matt and Nava, the spirit and, um, generosity that they brought to this was just amazing. And we loved that uh, if you were watching it all in Los Angeles on ABC seven, I hope that we'll be able to put the link up later, Traven to, we were, we, we made the news and um, it was delightful. Cause I think sometimes it's important to let people know there's people out there that care. Right. So that was delightful. It was wonderful. I'm so thrilled to put you know, another year to bed and, and we'll start planning for 2022. And I'm hopeful that COVID's going to say goodbye and that we're, it's going to be safe for us. We already were talking about what, what our plans are for next year. I feel like now it's like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which they literally start planning a week before the parade for the next year. Um, so that's what we're doing now. But in any case, thank you to everybody for participating. If you didn't make it to our event this year, circle it on your calendar. We always put our tickets on Eventbrite and you can follow Autism Live on Eventbrite and, and be the first in line to be notified if we're doing an event because that's how we do our tickets. So feel free to do that. And of course, follow us here on Facebook and YouTube and all those other places that you can follow us. And that way you'll be keyed in to what we're, we're doing. And of course, we're even thinking, how can we do things that are not just in Los Angeles? So stay tuned. Uh, I also want to say we are live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and about a dozen other places. Uh, so please, you know, watch where you're watching, comment where you can comment in. I haven't looked at the chat yet, but hey, I see Amanda's blue hearts. I see Chris Rosas. How are you doing? And Alex 
Philstein. So glad that you're here with us. Feel free to write into the chat and say hi. We, I also personally love it uh, when, we, when you tell us where you're watching from. Um, I apologize that I have no voice. It's just because I was screaming and yelling and jumping up and down so much in the last couple of days uh, with excitement. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Claus caught air occasionally, jumped into the air. I hope Mrs. Claus was also tired too. Can I tell you? Um, but uh, we also, I need to mention that we are, this show will pos- podcast. It's live right now, but it'll podcast later. It's available as a free download wherever you get your podcasts. We are the number one rated autism podcast worldwide. And that's thanks to all of you. That has led us to, uh, we now are part of the Autism Network. And boy, do we have some exciting things coming up in 2022. Uh, so I'm excited for, for some of the new programming that we're going to be bringing to you guys, but please feel free to write into us right now, whatever your questions, your comments are. We've got a lot that we want to cover today because it's the unofficial end of the festival of toys. We only have two live shows left of the, of this year. It's today and it's Wednesday are the only two live shows left. We're going to go over the books on Wednesday with Dr. Grant Pichet, but in a second, I'm going to do our top toys after we do the jargon. And then we have some other um, interesting, fun toy stuff that we haven't debuted here yet. So that'll be fun, but we're also interested in hearing from you guys. So let's take a break, a break here to go to the jargon of the day. Cause we do like to start Mondays with the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey, nani, nani are those experts talking about uh, and try to get some clarity for ourselves. So first we give you the actual definition whenever it's appropriate. I may or may not make fun of that actual definition as a hobby because <laughs> it's sometimes they're useless except to be made fun of. Then we move on to uh, a working definition, which is often something that makes the experts break out into hives, but it helps us to begin to understand. That's what we want is a beginning understanding, right? A fair shot at trying to learn these things. Be gentle with yourself. If you don't understand it right now, it's okay. It'll get clearer as time goes and experience grows, right? So let's take a look at our, where it's, you know, this is the last jargon of the year. So what did we, we had to end with ASD. What is ASD? What does that mean? So let's take a look at our actual definition and see how, you know, we took the easiest actual definition we could come up with, right? ASD, autism spectrum disorder is a developmental disability that can cause significant social communication and behavioral challenges. That is what it says. I did not write this before you get all fatutsed and mad and like, I don't agree with that. I want you to know that that's what it says on the cdc.gov website. Now, but let's be very clear here that we need to start being very specific. And in a second, I'm going to, I'm going to go to our working definition, but this is what ASD is. And let's remember that ASD stands for Autism Spectrum Disorder. I think that we all need to start understanding that there are people on the autism spectrum who do not have a disorder. Pause for a second and breathe and hear me out on this, that one of the things that we've been talking about on the show is that we need a new designation for people who are heavily impacted with autism that have the biggest D in the disorder that have so many challenges that they need the most support. Right. But we also need to acknowledge while we're acknowledging that, that there is this spectrum, right. And there are people who have the disorder 
and they need help and support. And then there are people on the autism spectrum who do not have a disorder. You know, this is, I'm saying things that are very controversial and not wildly accepted. And yet I know these things to be true, that there are some of you watching today who may at some point have been considered having a disorder and no longer do. Or maybe you have a kiddo who's on the autism spectrum, but does not have a disorder, does not have a disability. If you don't know about that, I'm here to tell you, I know people who cannot be qualified as having a disorder or a disability, and yet they are very much on the autism spectrum. But this does not change the fact that there is something called ASD, and it can only be diagnosed when your symptoms are such that you are considered having a disability. So let's be clear about what we're talking about when we talk about it, all right? Um, So this is the actual definition. Let's go to our working definition and see if we like it any better. So um, a lot of times with ASD, if you get, you could, it it could be that you had any of these uh, diagnoses before. It used to be you had a diagnosis of autism. It used to be you could have a diagnosis of PVVNOS, which is pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified. That's what PDD-NOS stands for. It means you had a lot of the symptoms of autism, but not enough to get a diagnosis. And then there was also something called Asperger syndrome. Then we switched. It used to be that you could be diagnosed with autism, PDD-NOS, Asperger, and I guess there were other things too, but those were the main three, right? But it switched to ASD, which includes the words disorder, and it is a disability. And I'd like to think that part of the reason why we switched is so that we that we could make room for the fact that you could be somebody who previously would have been diagnosed with Asperger syndrome, but you could be somebody who no longer would be classified as having a disorder or disability. Same thing with autism, same thing with PDD-NOS. So it's complicated. Um, and there's a lot of emotion writing on this. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? This, to me, it's like the biggest thing. Well, first of all, feeling, people's feelings matter. And if somebody, you know, this came up the other day that somebody said, well, why are you even including Asperger syndrome? Because it's not an official diagnosis anymore. It doesn't change the fact that for 30 years, people identified themselves and still can and do and will identify themselves as being Aspie or uh, Asperger syndrome. And that's their choice. Like how you talk about yourself is always your choice. And we as a group of people should always acknowledge that. I, I sort of, I got to get another tissue. I, I dislike it when, if somebody is someplace, I'm at an autism conference and somebody says, well, I have Asperger's syndrome. And then a well, well-meaning professional says, oh, that doesn't exist anymore. That's just so not helpful. You know, somebody is telling you how they identify themselves. We don't get to weigh in on that. None of us should weigh in on that. The words you choose to describe yourself, whether it has to do with autism or anything else, should be the words that you choose to define to yourself. I don't, I don't, I understand that we now don't diagnose Asperger's syndrome anymore. That's not the u- word we use when we diagnose. It doesn't change the fact that people identify themselves that way. So I don't mean to get on a soapbox too much about that, but 
it matters. The other th- reason why it matters is because if you have a diagnosis of a disorder or a disability, you are eligible for services and for things to help you. If you do not have a disorder, do not have a disability, then you are not eligible for those things. So it is important that if you are someone who needs the support, you need to have the diagnosis to be able to get the support. And often now what we see is that there are so many parents who are recognizing, we have an expression in the autism community that it's, it says puppies don't have kittens. So as we're learning about our kiddos and they're saying, well, you know, your child has a deficit in this area, your child has a, you know, is behind in this area. And we go, oh, I'm not good at that. Oh, I don't do well. And the question begins to grow in some parents' minds. My goodness, am I undiagnosed? And many parents go to get the diagnosis and some get the diagnosis of the disorder, that they have it to such a level that they qualify also as being in the category of a disorder. Now, some go and the person will say, yes, you do have these traits, but you found a workaround. You do not, and therefore you may have the traits, but you don't have the disorder and you don't have a disability because you found a workaround. Well, that doesn't mean that you don't still have challenges. Can we be clear on that? But you found a way to make it work. Now, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And I want to be clear that when we talk about helping and supporting people on the autism spectrum, that, that it's really, we're talking about supplying them with the skills that they need to have a workaround for the things that they want. That we're not just having them fit in with us and be like us, because I'm not interested in that world. I'm interested in everybody getting able, being able to do what you want to do. So if what you want to do is be a veterinarian, let's give you the skills so that you don't have a disorder that prevents you from being a veterinarian. But if you don't want to be a veterinarian, we don't need to work on those skills with you. What do you want to be? Let's give people skills so that they are not disabled. I love what Howie Mandel says. Let's talk about, talk about disability. Let's talk about this ability. Makes me happy. Um, so ASD, there's the, there's the Shannon uh, definition on that. Okay, moving on. We always have a question for you, question of the day, which we'd love to hear from you on whatever platform you're watching. Uh, how will you make this holiday special? I got to be honest that our family has been like, really like, Ooh, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? Uh, Cause we've been watching the numbers and we are big on social distance and being as safe as, as we possibly can. We are prioritizing so that we're doing the things that we really feel like we need to, or that we want to. Uh, we participated yesterday, uh, but we, we participated at a distance and, and washed our hands compulsively to the point where my hands like were cracking and bleeding last night. Cause I washed my hands so many times. Um, and we stayed back and wore masks. I got my mask on today cause I just came back from taking my son to take his final, the one and only final that he has in person. So we're, you know, checking off like what's essential, what isn't essential, what can we distance for, what can we do from home? Um, so a lot of what we're going to be doing from home, staying home. 
uh, and keeping our little pod and staying home. But we're going to be once again, zooming with relatives and checking in with people. I will say that one of the things that we have planned is that we're putting for the next couple of days. Uh, I, you guys know I'm a potter now. I'm, I'm a potter now. <laughs> I've been making ceramics uh, for the last couple of months and we're going to do uh, ring and run on people's doorsteps and drop off some really misshapen, crazy pottery that I don't know what they're going to do with it. They're going to have to decide whether they want to throw it away. And that's going to be our special thing this holiday. Isn't that tragic? But you know what we did last year? We sort of went around our house and had a garage sale and put things into bags that were special for people and dropped that off at their house. I don't know if this is better or worse because they can actually drink out of the coffee mug. Whereas sometimes we were giving them things last year that I, you know, there was always at least one goodie in the bag that people were excited about. So that's, that's what we're doing. But what are you doing to make this holiday special? We all got to be making lemonade when we can, right? Uh, write into us and tell us how you're making the holiday special. So uh, moving on, we have our, our topic of the week and it's a short week. So we don't have a whole lot to say about this, but there isn't much to say. It's Carpe Diem, my friends. Uh, we have to seize the day. I I can tell you, uh, and people have told me, and it's whether you're in a place to hear it or not, but uh, we're only going to get one holiday season in 2021. So make it the best that you can. We only get one shot at this. And then we'll have other Christmases, but even that, there are a, a limited number of Christmases. And you don't know when the last Christmas is that you will spend with anyone, right? Uh, I remember somebody saying to me that it's the it's the great thing that as when your kids get older, you realize, oh, nobody told me I only really get four Halloweens that where they get to go and trick or treat and are able to do it, and that's it. And for us with kids with ASD, we may not even get those four Halloweens, right? Um, so limited number of holidays, limited number of days, seize the day, whatever you have going on, make it special, however you can. And, and sometimes the hardest holidays are the ones that we remember and treasure in our heart the most. Uh, and it can be one thing on that day. Uh, my, my mom and I, uh, she came to spend a Christmas with us many years ago. That was a really hard Christmas, a really hard Christmas. We'd lost so many people in the family and it was a hard day. And some people came to our door and, and sang carols to us and it made the whole day. And I remember my mother literally talking about it, um, on, you know, on the day that she died, cause we were listing off all the best memories. And she said, when the carolers came to the house. Uh, that was one of the best memories of her entire life on a day that was hard, that if that had not happened, we might've said, ah, oh, this was a hard Christmas, but that made it one of the most special days ever of her whole life. So seize the day, socially distance when you can mask, whenever you can stay safe, my friends, but seize the day, make it special. Amanda says, I found a GF CF dye free gingerbread house kit. From Yum Earth, I'm excited for my son to be able to do this for the first time this year. Oh, Amanda, I love Yum Earth. We need to get them as a sponsor on this show, Traven. Mark that down. Because I love Yum Earth. They have some amazing, you know, we give Yum Earth uh, lollipops for Halloween that they're completely dye-free, uh, which we super duper love. Uh, all natural, and they taste good. Oh, my goodness. 
They taste so good. I have to keep them in a place where I can't find them because they taste so good. So I didn't know that they had a gingerbread house. That's like, stop. That's so good, Amanda. I absolutely love it. Uh, okay. So now moving on, uh, we've done, we've done all of that so far. Now we have to hit, we've been saving the top toys. We talked about them a little bit, but I got to go through them again. So our top toys in each category, and I mentioned this the other day that top toy means that there's something that's a skill level that it teaches, but there's something extra about a top toy that it is super cool. So cool that when the other kids who maybe aren't having to face all the challenges in therapy that our kids are, they go, Ooh, I want that. So let's go through what our top toys were this year in the baby and toddler category. I feel like it's the Oscars. Our winner in the baby and toddler category was from Fisher Price and it was the little people launch. I love this because it's got elements. You know, I love a good marble run. If you don't know that about me, know it now. Uh, and this got this has elements of a marble run, but on steroids because we've got cars and you can race them. Now, why do I love this so much? And why do I love a marble run? Because it's there's a physics element that you're teaching them, but there's a, a clear beginning, middle, and end to it. So if I'm working with a kiddo or somebody who's much more brilliant is working with a kiddo and we're going, okay, so now, now we're going to, let's say we're teaching walking up the steps foot over foot. Because there's a developmental stage where kids go up one foot and then they go up one foot and we want to teach them how to go one foot and then one foot, right? And for some of them, it's really scary when we're working on it, right? So let's say that we're going to say, okay, we're going to go to the stairs and we're going to practice and we're going to go one foot. Yay, you did it. And then you, and then, and we're going to prompt them through the second one and we're going to go, okay, we're going to go 10 steps. And as soon as we go 10 steps, then we get to go race the cars. And now the kid's like, okay, I, I want to race the cars. So we're going to do, and we do the 10 and we count. So we're working on counting. We're working on the physical thing, the, the gross motor of being able to, to go step over step. And then they get the big reward. So now you go, okay, okay now we're going to race the cars. And you put the cars up there and there's two raceways on this. So you put the two cars up and you, and you go, ready, one, two. Now we're working on numbers again. One, two, three. We let them go, which is cause and effect, right? You put the car and you let it go. That's cause and effect. The car goes down. We race. We celebrate who won. And now it's over. And we go, okay, let's go back to the stairs. Because sometimes when we give a reward to a kid and we go, okay, so play with this. And they, they go, oh, well, I want to play with this for a while. And then it's hard to say, okay, we're going to put this away and now we're going to go work. It creates a little bit of a moment, right? Whereas when it's got a clear beginning, middle, end, we're done with the toy and we go, boom, we're back to this. And we make it all exciting. It's so high energy, right? We make it like it's, whoa, um, depending on the kiddos. Some kiddos can't handle the high energy thing. And for them, it's better to be low key, but still beginning, middle and end. And the kids love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So I love, love this Fisher Price toy. That's why it won top toy. Any kid would be thrilled with this. And you're teaching all of those skills and it helps reinforce everything else you're teaching. Love it. Our next in our preschool category, uh, the Destroyer Nurly Baby, take it easy. We love the Nurly Babies. But this one, especially in this year in COVID, I got to say, we love it so much. So it comes and it's a ball. I, I showed these on the show earlier in the year. It comes and it's in a ball. And you have to go through this whole breathing exercise to welcome the baby in, which teaches breathing and 
uh, mindfulness to very little kids. It's just, you know, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, that, that we're reinforcing all those skills, but then they get the baby and they learn to take care of the baby. Well, if you think about it, that's the earliest of self-care skills is learning how to take care of a baby teaches us how to take care of ourselves. So I, I love that there's breathing exercises that come with this. I love the weight. These are sensory. They have a smell and a weight to them. These are absolutely wonderful. Yesterday, one of the, one of the moments that really just like, uh, sometimes you give a toy to a kiddo and they're like, oh no, I wanted this. And there was one little girl that we gave her a gnarly baby and, and, and she was like, oh, I wanted a doll. I wanted a baby doll. And I was so excited. I was like, your baby doll is in there. And then, then when she realized it and held it up and saw her baby doll inside the thing, she was so excited. Uh, so I just, it was one of my favorite moments yesterday. So uh, I love it. There's this, you know, everybody loves those LOL surprise balls when, you know, when you get to see inside and see the toy inside. So it has that element to it too. But honestly, when you hold a baby Nurly and they have bigger baby, uh, the whole line of Nurlies, I love them. I love the Destroyer. Uh, it's spelled Destroller, but it's pronounced Destroyer. It's such a misnomer because it sounds like they make tanks. They make the most beautiful babies. And these are unisex babies. They, they come in blue and green and pink and purple and, you know, so on and so forth. So gnarly babies absolutely love them. You're teaching how to breathe, how to center, how to stay calm, which all of our kids need. Absolutely. So love them. Moving on to our school-aged kiddos. This was another fun one to give away yesterday. I was always so excited when I was given any of our kiddos from Play Monster. It's the Ultra Dash. This is a fun game that you can play inside the house to get the kids moving. If you're having, some of you are in lockdown again. Um, this is a great game to play in the house. It makes it a little bit more visual and a little, we're not playing hide and seek, right? Instead, we're hiding the little bases and they've got this wand and the wand flashes colors. So it'll flash like red. And that means you got to find the red base and you put it in and it records how long it took you to do that. There's several different games where you, where you try to see who can do it the fastest, um, but several different things that you can play with Ultra Dash. So we really love it. When you start to go stir crazy in the house and you don't know what else to do, play Ultra Dash. Any of the kids will love this. Uh, next in our tween and teen category, you saw me playing with this the other day. This is the Shishibo. Now, if you watched the other day, look in the picture, it came and it, and it comes as a block and then you open it up. And I just want you to see how brilliant I am that I made this shape. Isn't that cool? But there are a million shapes that you can do. And the truth is I got to find where... There's a spot where it cracks open. It's like its own little, did you see that when it cracked open? And look, then it has other patterns and you move it around. It's it's like uh, a Rubik's Cube, but better, but better than a Rubik's Cube. And then you want to create other, other shapes and you can put it together with other shishibos. Look at that shape I just made. It's just for Cocoa Puffs. I love it so much. This is from Fun in Motion. And this is, you guys, the hot toy this season. Uh, kids have been asking for this. Uh, it's all over the internet. And we love that Fun in Motion gave us a bunch of these to give away yesterday. It's just so cool. I have not yet figured out how to put two together. 
Uh, there are little magnets on each of the corners, so it makes this very satisfying click noise when you, oh, look what I just made. I made a different shape. Um, when you when it clicks together. And, and the thing about it is, is that this works on very specific parts of your brain, spatial memory. And a lot of times, I, I've already watched a couple of kids uh, on the spectrum play with this, and it's crazy. They're so good at it. And they go, and they make all these different things. And you can say, oh, take this color and make it into a block. And they go, like a Rubik's Cube. And they go, well, here it is. Weeks I've been playing with this thing. And I haven't figured out how to put that one green color on the outside to make a block yet. I can get it about here and then I'm lost. I'm going to have to watch a video, a how-to. Shishibo, it is so cool, you guys. So uh, that's our team tween uh, fun in motion. Uh, from Fun in Motion, the, a winner for uh, our top toy. Now, moving on to our adults. Uh, I super love this, and I had one, and I didn't bring it in here. Um, but it's an Amazon dot. It's a little bit different of an Amazon dot, though. We recommend getting the one that has the uh, the time readout on it, because time management can be an issue um, for everyone, right? And for our adults on the spectrum, who need to be places because they're going to jobs or meeting people, uh, getting together with them. They need to know what time it is. So it is a full echo dot that you can uh, ask for help with all kinds of things. You can say, what's, what's my day today? Uh, you know, what time does this store open? And it answers you. But it also has that feature on it where it tells you what time it is. So if you are doing Alexa things, it's super great. It's like having a personal assistant. Uh, so I really, really love it. And then, of course, for the caregivers, we already said that, you know, we were giving a lot of, of uh, gift cards uh, to caregivers. And so super love this. We said an Amazon gift card because everybody has something that they can order on Amazon. You really can't go wrong. So for a caregiver, because sometimes sometimes is that we need to buy a gift for our kiddos, right? Sometimes we need to get something for ourselves. And sometimes we need to get something for the house. You can even order groceries to be delivered with an Amazon gift card. So you really can't go wrong with an Amazon gift card. Okay. So those are our top, uh, top gifts and toys uh, for the year 2021. I'm already working on the ones for 2022. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we want to show you now, we took time to make some toy videos with Dr. Grampy Shea and her family. And so I don't know which one we're showing first. I don't know which category, but we did them by categories featuring some us playing with some of the, we're going to go baby first, Trayvon says. So let's take a look at this video that we made with Dr. Grampy Shea. And these are her adult children in the video with us to so take a look. Welcome to the Festival of Toys here at Autism Live, now on the Autism Network. We have a lot of toys to show you, and for the first time, I have Dr. Doreen Grampache joining me. Such a pleasure. But we have some other guests joining us mm -hmm. as well to preview just some of the amazing toys that we have featured for you. You're going to see that we've done this sort of by section, by age, but the truth of the matter is that a lot of the toys could work in a lot of different categories. That's right. So you really should look at the whole thing. There are two different 
ways to look at the toy guide this year, go to autismnetwork.com or you can go to autism-live.com. Toy guide is available as a place to click at the very top of both of those pages. While you're there, make sure that you check out Ask Dr. Doreen <laughs> and don't forget to watch Ask Dr. Doreen on TikTok. We're so excited to give you just a taste of some of the toys and gifts that have won for our baby and toddler category. So starting off, we have our Boredom Buster Award and that went to Sunny's toy. It's the Dimple Duo from Fat Brain Toys. Yes, this is the Dimple Duo. Uh, essentially, it is a, a, a popper, I suppose you can call it, where you have these great uh, shapes. You have a circle, triangle, square, rectangle, diamond, and oval. And I mean, very simply, you can pop it to your heart's contents uh, and you can do it as much as you'd like. I, I kind of think of it as like a uh, bubble wrap that never, uh, never stopped working. So next up, we have our Speech Builder Toy Award and uh, Dr. Grant Pichet and Nikki are going to talk to us about this great toy from LeapFrog. So this is the Speak and Learn Puppy. It has lots of different features. So, Hi, my name is Bailey. I'm glad to see you. So what's this one here? Yeah, so it has different, on its different paws, it plays, it has different games that it engages in. So one of them, I think this one, it tells you to say a word. Uh -huh. And then when you say the word back, it it includes that audio of you saying the word in a story that it tells you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Here we go, let's try. <laughs> Make a nervous sound. So far, my favorite toy, I'll have to say that. But then moving on, you know, it's very hard to find an arts and craft winner for babies and toddlers, but we so loved Charlie's Choice here. Uh, tell us a little bit about this arts and craft toy winner from Mud Puppy. Yes, this is the Color the Ocean Color Magic Bath Book. And basically what you do is these colors for every animal is reacts to water. And so then once water gets on it, it'll start to get colored and so you can either dunk it underwater or use your finger and like color in with it but it's a fully waterproof book which is super easy like it's just there it's not messy at all and it's super fun so these are just some of the toys check out our toy guide go to autismnetwork.com click the toy guide and then you'll see all the different categories make sure you check out all the categories because there's something for everyone Welcome back. I'm still shishibuing like a crazy person. Um, so I think next we're going to show the preschool. Um, uh, that's, uh, I don't know if we're going to see partially some of the opener again. Um, but take a look. This is some of our preschool uh, winners. Take a look. Welcome to the Festival of Toys here at Autism Live, now on the Autism Network. We have a lot of toys to show you. And for the first time, I have Dr. Doreen Grampshay joining me. Such a pleasure. But we have some other guests joining us mm -hmm. as well to preview just some of the amazing toys that we have featured for you. 
It's time to talk about our preschool toy winners, and I love the things that this company makes. This is from Smart Felt Toys. It is the My Little Zoo, and this one, the Speech Builder Toy Award. It has these felt pieces, right? You have all the different animals, of course, and uh, so the child's learning about the animals. You can teach them the colors, prepositions. I mean, there's so many different things that you can teach. I really like it. I think you can do a lot with it, and I'm not surprised that it's uh, designed by a speech pathologist. Exactly. Makes sense. Absolutely love it. And if you're not like Dr. Doreen Grampichet and someone who knows all these things about how to teach all those different exemplars to kids, it comes with a wonderful guide and tells you, you know, you can do this next and you can do this this next. Uh, so a really another quality toy from Smart Felt Toys. We really love nice. it. Very nice. So Charlie, you've got our top toy in oh. the preschool category. This is from Destroyer. It's the Baby Nurly Take It Easy. Yeah, so basically it's focused on introducing different relaxation methods, I think. So it comes like this. It's like a little ball and there's this doll inside and you can only let the doll out once you're fully relaxed. So it tells you to practice breathing techniques. It has meditation exercises on the back. Um, coloring exercises, very therapeutic. Baby Nurly, we love our baby Nurlies. Sunny, talk to us first of all about this lovely winner of our Employment Empowerment Award in the Play School, uh, our lovely kitchen here. Yeah, so it might be hard to tell, but this is in fact a uh, kitchen chair that we have converted very easily into a lovely little stove set. And essentially you, you can, um, very conveniently set up this thing, put it away when your kids are done. But also you need pretend food. And what I love is popover pretend food. These are made of wonderful corduroy fabric. They're soft, plushy, and yeah. they're weighted with sand. Yeah, they're great. They really feel fantastic. Think of all the things that kids can do uh, with these, all the things that they can learn playing pretend, which is a really good thing to do. So our next toy is our educational toy winner in the preschool category. Yeah, so this is Mr. Pencil's ABC backpack. It is really incredible. It has all these different letters and then it has a bunch of different features that help you learn about different letters and how to write them. So, you know, you can press one of these buttons up here and it, um, basically walks you through how to write the letter with this little pencil over here. And then one of the features that I actually love is that it also shows you a demonstration of how to draw an animal starting with each letter that incorporates the letter into the animal itself. Wow. So for example, if you click on H, it shows you a horse that has an H in it and then shows you how to draw that so it can help kids remember what the letter looks like and how the word incorporates that letter as well. I love that. Really great. Thank you for being with us on this wonderful exploration of toys. Check out the full toy guide at autismnetwork.com. You can also check it out at autism-live.com. But from our families to your families, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I love all those people. It, uh, it was just hurting my face to watch all those people. We had such a good time. And, and I was just clicking away. I don't know what I've made here, but I made something else. It's very cool. Uh, Mike Kippel is in the house. Mike, it's so great to have you here again. And I know you've been super busy because you're a mover and a shaker 
and getting all good things done in the world, which we so appreciate. Mike says, good morning or good afternoon, all. It's been a long time and watch the show in real time. I'm wondering how many of you watched the special on autism on CNN and what are your thoughts? Uh, and Mike, I don't know if I missed part of it, but it, I see here where it says you, um, you say it's an interesting idea. I didn't like that they didn't tell people that you would still need to do therapies too. Uh, and you asked the question, will you try to have on the show, the family from Arizona, happy holidays, everyone. I'll be honest. I've been so entrenched in sensitive Santa for the last. Oops, my internet. Have you got me? I hope you can have me now. I did not know that they were doing a special on CNN. So I've got to try to find it now, find the link to it and watch it. And then I will be happy to weigh in, Mike. But thank you. As I looked at my messages, people were like, are you watching this? And I hadn't gotten a real sense from anybody what they thought about it yet. But if they're not saying that you need to get, that you're going to need therapies, I just want to say that, you know, everybody is different. But the very nature of an autism of ASD, when we're talking about the D, the disorder and the disability, means that you have a deficit in some areas that have to do with speech and communication and often um, other areas as well, too, that you have some fixed interest things where you need repetition in order to feel like there is order in the world and to be okay anxiety-wise. And that those are things that um, are at such a level in order to get the ASD diagnosis, that they're at such a level that you're struggling and that you need help and support. That is literally what the diagnosis means. Um, So when people will say things like, well, look, I'm a big fan of diet and Dr. Grampiche and I talk about diet and, and all the ways that it can help and support for people to be healthier and to enjoy lives more. Super important. Nobody's naysaying that. But you are behind in a skill or behind in learning something. Eating something differently is not going to give you back the skill that you missed. It might make you in a place where you can better learn the skill now. That's absolutely a possibility. But sometimes when we have, for instance, a seven-year-old kiddo who has an ASD diagnosis, that means that they are behind. And our first order of business is to get them healthy and get them caught up. And that those two things have to go hand in hand. But often I think that the, the, where people get confused, uh, and I, I think it's a wide range of people, they go, oh, well, they go one side or the other, where they will say, okay, well, we're going to give them every therapy and we're going to teach them every skill under the sun. Um, and that's great. I'm not saying that that's wrong, but if you don't get them healthy, that's going to be a struggle. Like try to learn calculus while you have diarrhea and and you're going to find it harder. It's going to take you longer to learn calculus if you have diarrhea. Imagine if you're trying to learn a language and you have stomach cramps the entire time, which is some of our kids, okay? Or it could be anything. You could be in a fog, in a mental fog and have a hard time learning, right? So doing just the therapy and not getting the kiddo healthy to me is um, not the most productive, not the most effective, right? But what about the flip of it? Sometimes people go all in biomedically and they go, that makes sense to me. 
I see in my child when they eat this, they're different. So I'm going to give them the different diet and they go, so we don't need therapy. Well, great. How are you going to get them caught up from what they missed before you found what worked? Uh, They need to be caught up. They'd help and support. Otherwise they're constantly behind and that's not useful or helpful to anyone. So, so I just, you know, whenever somebody starts talking about autism and they don't include those two parts, it's very frustrating to me. And let's face it for 30 years, we've had people who have been in one camp or the other. And, and I, I would really like to see, and I know that that, um, Dr. Grampiche is on, um, that bandwagon too, that, that, you know, as a behaviorist, she talks about, you know, we want to work on behavior, but if you watch her on Ask Dr. Dream, she talks about how, you know, there is a biomedical component, which makes it easier to work on the behavioral things so that we can get to the cognitive things. So um, in any case, Amanda's, Amanda's there with me with her blue hearts. Amanda gets it. I hope that you guys all get it too. Uh, Amanda says, OMG, I love that reference. I'm definitely going to use that when I try to explain when they uh, need to intervene in all directions. Um, because it just, it's common sense. And a a lot of times people go, well, you know, what you eat doesn't affect your behavior. You've lost me at that point Um, because it's just not true. Um, If if you need to go watch the the documentary about the guy who just ate McDonald's food for a month and see the change in him and how he looked at the world and how he behaved in one month. Or, uh, yeah, supersize me. Thank you. Thank you, Trayvon. Super, supersize me. Go take a look at it. Um, or, or you can do an experiment yourself. Just drink beer today and don't eat anything else and see if your behavior is different. Uh, or just, but don't drive a car uh, and do that, right? I mean, people lose me when they go, you know, the food can't have anything to do with behavior. It just, that makes absolutely no common sense to me. But they lose me on the other side too, where they go, we totally took care of the diet. So we totally, we've done everything that we can. Um, if I miss third grade and I miss all of the skills in third grade and you take care of whatever it was that prevented me from being in third grade and that now put me in fourth grade without teaching me the third, third grade skills, but the thing that kept me out of third grade, we've totally resolved medically. Um, I still need to know what I missed in third grade. And for anybody who ever has taught, we see kids come in all the time that mom and divorced when they were in second grade and they missed all of the skills. And now we got to give those skills back to them or they're going to struggle, not only in third grade, in fourth grade, in fifth grade and forever. So, um, you know, we need, we need both, we need both, we need both. So that scares me, frankly, Mike, that they didn't include that people need therapy. I, I hate it when for, for like an entire year, the headline said, some kids outgrow autism. No, no. What happens is that people gain skills so that they no longer have the D in the ASD. They're on the autism spectrum. They don't have a disability, don't have a disorder um, because they found their own workarounds or with, or with skills, they found workarounds, um, which is what all of us do. So anyway, uh, we're out of time now. I can't show another video. Uh, but let's say this because on uh, Wednesday, tomorrow we're going to be showing an oldie but a goodie of uh, Temple Grandin to close out the year with Temple Grandin. But then on Wednesday, we have Dr. Doreen Grampy back for Ask Dr. Doreen. 
And it's going to be the last live show of the year. It's the last opportunity to uh, be here with her. We're going to talk about some of the book winners on Wednesday and she's going to answer questions. So now I say that that's the last live show on Autism Live on the Autism Network of the year. But you know, you can still send her things on TikTok uh, because she is on TikTok right now and she particularly loves answering questions on TikTok. So if you have questions for her, go to Ask Dr. Doreen on TikTok and, and ask a question. She would love to answer your question live. I'm just seeing I have a, a spot of my hair that's sticking straight up. I look like I have not been fetched up this morning. Uh, but so feel free to be sending in those questions for her. I do want to talk a little bit about, cause after we do the show on Wednesday, we are going to be going off the air, um, for the remainder of that week. We'll still have things available for you online, but there won't be any new programming. And then next week in that week between Christmas and new year's, we're going to be airing the lost episodes of autism live. These were episodes that we did and never got podcasts. So they got watched once. So you may not have seen them and we want them to be part of our podcast history. So we're going to be re-airing the lost episodes, some of the lost episodes of autism live for you guys to be able to see. And then we, uh, I think there's two weeks worth of those. And then we're back on the 10th of January and, uh, with new programming, some pretty new, exciting things. And hopefully we will have some new announcements to give you because we're starting some new podcasts in 2022. They, those won't be starting on January 10th because we're still looking and amassing all of the talent, but we're putting out a big call right now to all individuals who are on the spectrum, anywhere on the spectrum. It can be with the D, it can be without the D, um, but we're calling for those neuro di- neurodiverse, neurodivergent brains um, that we are looking for people to participate in our newest show, which will be Stories from the Spectrum. We're looking for artists and videographers and storytellers who, or people who, you know, over the years, I've met many people on the spectrum who have said, Shannon, I want to do what you do. And this is my big call to you. If that's something that you're interested in doing, we're going to be taking submissions from things, examples of what you're doing and what you would like to do. Um, Because we're putting together stories from the spectrum, which will be all produced, created, curated by individuals who are neurodivergent. So we're very, very excited. And and that won't be starting on January 10th, as I said, but we're starting work on it when we come back. Um, and asking for submissions. Now, if you're interested, if you're somebody who's on the spectrum and you're like, well, I'm a filmmaker or I'm somebody who is interviewing people or I'm an artist or I'm a storyteller or I have a story to tell or I want to tell someone else's story and interview them, anything uh, anything at all, whether you're making commercials or animator, anything at all, we're interested in knowing what that is. You can write to me Shannon at autism-live.com. I want to know what you're doing, see what you're doing, um, because we're, we're looking for talent. And I'm so happy and excited that we are at that point in the program. Uh, all right. We are officially out of time, but I am I just don't want to leave without saying thank you to all of you for being a part of this, being a part of uh, what has kept us on the air is this conversation with all of you. So I'm sending you virtual hugs 
And we will be back on Wednesday to close out 2021. Don't miss it. Ask Dr. Doreen. But back tomorrow with Dr. Temple Grandin and Oldie Buddy Goody. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.